coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, right here on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X, where professionals come to tell their story and just remind us why this is such a great place to live. Today, we've got another great storyteller in our chair. You probably know her if you've been out and about in Northwest Arkansas. This is Linnell Bryson Davis from Primerica. But she's done so much. She's worn so many hats. And I'm so pleased to have you here in our studio this morning, Linnell. Go ahead, introduce yourself to the audience of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio and just tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So my name is Linnell Bryson Davis, and I am an investment advisor representative with Primerica. Um, But before that, I was a school teacher. And before that, I was an actor. And before that, I was a pastor. So I've done a lot of different things. Goodness sakes. All that by the age of 21, huh? Exactly. Yeah. So if if you've met Linnell, you know, there's a little uh, inside joke that she's been 21 for, well, a little a little bit, right? A couple of years. Couple, yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't going to say years, but uh, <laughs> definitely a few days. And so uh, we're just happy to have you here. Linnell, uh, just fascinating to meet you and get to know you over the months that I've been a part of the networking community in Northwestern Arkansas. One of the things I heard was that I know you just recently went home to Canada. Mm-hmm. So tell us about growing up in Canada and how it really kind of shaped you as a person. So... Um, I was born and raised in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And uh, so Red Deer is uh, the big town now. It's technically a city, but when you're there, it doesn't feel like one. Um, It's still very much like when I grew up there. Uh, We were the big town that all the farmers came on Saturdays to do their shopping. And so, um, so it it was a quiet community um you know we knew our neighbors we my my folks uh my mother ha- was a teacher and then when she uh was expecting me we she was required to leave her job and so she and my dad um had their own house and my dad had a job and then my dad lost his job uh they closed the company he worked for so he ended up with some backers and and a business partner and they opened their own business doing exactly the same thing he had been doing before wow um and he named the company after me uh so it was Linnell Metal and Furnace Company Limited wow and uh my siblings were always very mad because the company was named after me <laughs> uh you weren't the favorite were you um, well, in, in looking back at it, I think I was my dad's favorite. Okay. Um, I think I'm like number four on four of my mom's. Got so it. it's okay. Yeah, no problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it was you. It's okay, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Now, um, you say that, uh, yeah, I guess you grew up in Canada. After you go to Canada, you come to the United States mm-hmm. for school, right? Yeah. I went to college in Nebraska. Uh, I'd gone to school two years in Calgary, Alberta, and I had transferred to Nebraska. Uh, the school I went to had a really good music program. Okay. And I love music and I love to sing. And mm-hmm. so I got a chance to, uh, tour with some of their select groups. Um, I was a music, major and a youth work major. And uh, I just, it was a great opportunity and a great experience. And it sounds like it was. So you you go on from college, you do some time in theater and acting on screen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you launch into a 25 year career in education. Yeah. 
Tell us about that specifically grades one through 11. Is that right? I did. I taught everything from first grade to 11th grade and uh, did some substitute teaching. Uh, when I was first getting into uh, education, there weren't a huge number of teaching positions in my field, which is in history. Mm -hmm. And so it took a while to kind of establish myself and it gave me some experience by doing substituting. Um, the, my first grade job was actually midway through the year. And I ended up with this first grade classroom. The teacher had gone out ill mm -hmm. and uh, they needed someone to take the class. And so I ended up teaching first grade. Wow. <laughs> now that's a different uh -huh. cup of tea than teaching high schoolers, right? Well, it, in some ways it's different and in other ways it's completely the same. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got, I would be terrified. <laughs> And I taught ninth graders. So well, I taught ninth graders too. Yeah. Um, you know, first, first grade, it's, it's an interesting age group. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of lovely little kids. Um, and some of them weren't so lovely. And, uh, you just look at them and you go, okay, like, how can I help you to become the person you need to become? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are the skill sets you've brought to my classroom? What the skill sets you haven't brought to my classroom? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in a, in a first grade class, it's mostly about reading. Like, can they read? Mm -hmm. Do they understand? Do they have concepts about print? Mm -hmm. Do we do any of that? Um, and I had kids who didn't know their letters all the way up to kids who are already reading chapter books. Is that right? In my first grade class. Wow. Yeah. It was, wow. it, it was, um, you really had to be on your toes every moment of the day. I guess so. Mm -hmm. My goodness. So later on in your career, you and your husband start looking for franchise opportunities. Yeah. What were, tell us about that journey. So we, you know, we, we were both teaching and, and when you're teaching, you know, we've taught in Southern California, unbelievably expensive. And if I told you what I made, you'd think, oh, well, you'd be doing fine, except you're living in an area unbelievably expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we needed to have another income stream. And so we were looking at franchises, which have a much better track record, in my opinion, than others. So um, we went to a franchise uh, expo. And the first one we looked at was a smoothie company. And uh, one of the best smoothies ever. Yeah. They're just unbelievably great products. Now, are we talking about like sweet smoothie, like like powdered? Or are we talking like fresh fruit? What are we talking about? Here? So th there was a powder base mix and then you added things to it okay. depending on what the, what okay. the customer wanted. And, uh, you know, you got 10 kiosks, $80,000 wow. for for the smoothie company. But when, then when I discovered, I read through their contract and I discovered that all the good ideas that I came up with suddenly became their intellectual property, hmm. which I had a problem with. Mm -hmm. um, and secondly, I could work really hard for 10 years and establish all of these great relationships with different uh, vendors and different places that we would take our smoothie carts. And then after 10 years, I had to reapply for my own franchise and maybe pay another 80,000 or they could, increase the price or they could just take it all from me. And I went, no, yeah, that doesn't seem right. No. Mm -mm. Second one we looked at was an embroidery and promotional company. Uh, they flew us to Florida. They wined and dined us. I didn't have a problem necessarily with the contract. I mm -hmm. thought that the company, uh, they have multiple franchises. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that was a pretty good deal. My concern was it was $200,000. Wow. And my husband was going to have to quit his job. My and so we're flying back from Florida and Which he just, just takes on more risk, right? Exactly. I mean, if you've got to leave a primary source of income. Yeah. So yeah. So you head back to California, head back to California and he is in the plane and he is just like bouncing off the seat. He is so excited. He's going to quit his job. He's going to, and he, I firmly believe that he would have been fantastic at this. Mm -hmm. 
But my concern was that we were barely making it on two salaries and how are we going to make it on one? Sure. Plus a loan for $200,000 for this company. And I'm sitting there going, why isn't there a franchise company out there that really is very, very low cost to start? Mm-hmm. And you work sweat equity to truly earn your franchise. Yeah. And then I went, dummy. Well, I know you're not supposed to call yourself that, but I do every once in a while when I make a particularly bonehead. <laughs> you moves. shouldn't do that, Linnell. <laughs> uh, dummy, why why didn't why don't you join Primerica? You've been offered it multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's doing everything you want it to do. Get, get away from your fear and go and join this company. And so I did. Wow. So was the cost the primary factor? The cost was the primary factor as far as cost went. But the other issue for me was. This company does the right thing for clients. Wow. And their goal is to do the right thing for clients every time. Who in corporate America says that, let alone tries to do that? Right. And so a quality company, the people that are Primericans are among the nicest, most wonderful, most giving people you will ever meet. Yeah. So is that the primary appeal? Behind Primerica, just just good people doing good things for people? You know, I I think teachers are by their very nature helpers. Mm -hmm. And uh, my goal is always to help the client to after meeting with me, even if they don't decide to do business with me, that their life is better. Yeah. That they have a better understanding of their finance and what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that they have a warm and personal opinion, even if they don't decide to do business with me. Okay, great. Wow. So um, how has Primerica allowed you? I mean, you've already alluded to it a little bit, but I really want to get into some juicy details here. How has, uh, how has Primerica allowed you to continue to educate and guide people on a learning journey? So, as I said before, I taught for 25 years. I taught everything from first grade to 11th grade. I taught history. I taught English. I taught remedial English. I taught all manner of things. Um, And I am, by my nature, a teacher. I I like to help people with information. I like to have them make, make mental jumps and make improvements in their lives because of what we're learning. Um, And so Primerica allows me to teach. We do seminars. Um. For, for no obligation mm-hmm. and for no cost, mm-hmm. um, which allows me still to be in a classroom and still be able to talk about things I'm passionate about. Sure. And I'm passionate about helping families to become financially independent. I'm helping families get debt free. Mm-hmm. I mean, debt in this country right now is toxic and it's killing marriages and it's killing families. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so true. Dave Ramsey always says the borrower is slave to the lender. That comes right from the Bible. We know Mm -hmm. that that to be a truth. And so what you're saying is right on. I I would dare anybody to argue with you. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, talk about life insurance. Okay. Okay. Now, we we said or or you said before we pressed the record button today that there were things that people should do and thing and then there were should nots when it comes mm-hmm. to life insurance. So what are the shoulds and the should nots as it comes to life insurance? So you've alluded to Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, another person that a lot of people are very familiar with is Susie Orman, and oh, yes. both of them teach many of the same principles, mm-hmm. and they're also the principles that we teach. So one of the things about life insurance is you should have eight to ten times your annual income. 
eight to 10 times. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you're buying term insurance, which is also something that they recommend, that Mm -hmm. is the only kind of insurance you should buy. And it also level term where your cost is the same the day you buy the insurance all the way through the term of the insurance, which for us can be up to 35 years. And it's the same cost at the end of the insurance. And that's so important because that way you can budget around it. You know what you have, you know what you're going to need to spend next month and the month after that and the year after that and the year after that. So level term insurance is enormously important. The, the, the next thing is you need to have enough insurance because a small policy might help bury you, but it's not going to help your family go on without you. Mm, now that's a big distinction right there. I can't do anything about the grief that you're going to experience in the loss of a loved one. I can't help you other than to hold your hand and to tell you how sorry I am. Right, right. But I can help you when I can bring you a check that says, I cannot help you with the grief you're experiencing and feeling. But here, you can stay in your house. Your kids can go to college. You don't have to go and get a job for a stay-at-home mom right away. You have some time to grieve. And that ability, I want to be the best thing about that day. Mm -hmm. That is what I want. Wow. Wow. That's good stuff. Let's lighten things up just a little bit. Okay. Life insurance is Um, always a tough subject. Yeah, it is. Uh, Let's talk about success stories because I know that uh, just getting to know you over the last few months and then even the time that, that we've gotten to sit down here this morning, clearly you have a love and a passion for helping people. So I know that you have a collection of success stories that come from doing this kind of work. So mm-hmm. why don't you share some, some happy stories with us? So um, I have a client and this in some ways isn't a happy story, but I see it as a happy story. Okay. Okay. So she was a colleague of my husband's. She was a teacher. She had taught she taught Catholic school for most of her career. And then some life events had occurred and she had switched over to public school and she had pushed as much money away in different uh, retirement venues as she possibly could. Mm -hmm. She was getting very close to her retirement age, her targeted date. And so we took all of the places that she had placed money and we amalgamated them together and put them in some diversified um, roles in some diversified uh investments. Mm-hmm. And I'm always careful to to have you understand that investments are always on a case by case basis. We, but we can talk about the hypothetical. Sure. So she, her goal was to leave legacy for her two boys mm. and her kids at that point were adults. They had families of their own, but her heart was always for those two kids of hers and everything we did we would, she would say, Oh, well, can I afford this? And I would smile and I say, but you always have to remember quality of life. Yeah. Like she, she was able to go on some cruises and some travel with some friends. And it was, a, it was what she wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Meanwhile, keeping that core for her kids. Mm-hmm. About two years ago, she ended up having a, a life event that caused her to have to be in assisted living. Oh, and, uh, we were able to, change some things around so that they could start to draw income from those different uh, venues that we were able to provide for her. What a relief, right? 
And she passed about two months ago. Mm. And one of the first people that her son let, let know was me. She te- he texted me and let me know. Um, we were actually in the middle of traveling. Yeah. And uh, I was able to help he and the family to really reestablish what she, he was shocked at how much she had accumulated. Mm. And um, I see it as a win because even in her death, she was able to do what she wanted to do, which was leave a legacy for her boys. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know I lost my dad when, uh, when I was 15 and it was a terminally ill situation. Mm, um, and, and because he was sick before he got insurance, we only ended up with a $15,000 policy, which addition, which put him in the ground and took care of the final mm-hmm. expenses. There was very little left over for us. And yeah. so I, uh, I, I've often imagined what it would have been like had mom and dad been a little bit more prepared for that life event, because we're not promised five more minutes, much no. less five more years. No. And most of us walk around like we've got an eternal factor about us. And we, we just we're not eternal. Our our time here on this earth is finite. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be prepared for it. Right. So if you if your father had previously had a primary policy, um, he would have been able once he's once a terminal uh, diagnosis has been made by the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, clients can take up to half of the value of their policy wow. and do additional treatments, things mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily um, more of experimental type of treatments. Sure. If they decided that they wanted to go travel with their family and create those beautiful memories at the end of life, mm-hmm. uh, they can do that as well. It's and. Not every company offers that. And I, I'm very proud to say that we do. Yeah. Um, we also offer some things about life insurance that a lot of companies don't. And one of the things is we have no clause in our policies that talk about active terror or active war. Interesting. Yeah. So if when I was teaching, of course, every time there was some sort of a um, mass shooting at a school, everybody would get very concerned and very nervous. And as a teacher, you know, it always went through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I was covered by my Primerica policy because if I was shot in my classroom, I was covered. Wow. Uh, 9-11. Most people remember 9-11, even people who really weren't alive during 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there were insurance companies that were analyzing photographs of people jumping out of the Twin Towers to see if they could recognize who they were and if they were clients to deny their policy and deny their claim. Oh, my gosh. People don't believe me. I've heard that before. There were three companies that paid every claim. Didn't matter if you were on the ground, in a building, in a plane, in the Pentagon. It did not matter. And one of them was Primerica. Wow. Every single claim. Only three. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Primerica. Mm -hmm. Wow. It sounds like a great company. It really does. Um, now, I know that that with your work in Primerica, you don't do it alone. You're, nope. you're building a team. Mm-hmm. So talk to us. Uh, there might be people out there thinking and hearing, wow, maybe maybe Primerica is different from what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maybe it's not what I heard. What kind of team members are you looking for just in case there's some people and listening to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio that might be looking for a fresh opportunity? So. One of the things is all of us are uh, independent contractors. You're not given a salary. There's no there's no money up front. Mm-hmm. There are some ways to make some some great money even before you have your license. Um, the people that we're looking for are people who are helpers. Um, if you're just about money, 
I don't want you on my team. <laughs> I, I really don't yeah. because I can't train you out of that. I can train a people helper mm -hmm. to know how to do life insurance. I can help them pass exams. Uh, I can show them the ropes. Uh, I can take them alongside with me on training appointments. I, I can't change their heart. Right. So I need that heart. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for uh, young people who, who are college maybe isn't for them and they've decided that they want to do something that really helps people, right. but that has an opportunity to make them a decent income. And that's Primerica. Um, I know people who decide that they're going to join with us because they are, um, they decided to take their retirement and they're bored. Mm -hmm but they don't want to go back to a nine to five or even a part-time job where they're somebody else decides what time they're there and what time they leave. That makes sense. They want to be independent. Yeah. And so that's a great opportunity for them as well. And then sometimes there's people who just want a complete career change and we are a great opportunity for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you, when, when someone does arrive on your team or when a few people arrive mm -hmm. on your team, how do you go about mentoring and developing those people into the type of agents or team members that you're looking for? So we immediately get them involved in the life insurance classes. Mm -hmm. um, the company offers free training and pays for your life insurance license, which oh, wow. I think is an unbelievable uh, opportunity. Pretty good deal. And then at the same time, we're working to help you to talk to your friends, your neighbors, who you think need our assistance. And we're just going to go and do a training appointment with them. And you're sitting alongside of me and I am doing most of the talking and you're just sitting there sucking it all in. Hmm. And very quickly, you're going to find that you're way better than me and yeah. you're going to be confident that you can go on and do this yourself. Way better than you. Huh? Absolutely. So, so you're looking to make, you're looking to be the floor and let your teammates rise up above to where above where you're at right Ab now. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I'm always looking for people that are better than me. Yeah. I'm always looking for people who I look at and go, Oh my goodness. If only I was, you know, when I started this business, I was your age with your skill set. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. We have systems in place that allow anybody who's willing to work the system mm -hmm. and to follow the system to be successful. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was on a, a zoom call the other day and if you if you just looked at this guy, he was a chef, big, huge, heavy set guy. You knew he was a chef. Oh yeah, um, tried everything before it made the plate. Exactly. <laughs> and and just walking down the street, I don't think anybody would have thought that this guy was a great candidate. But oh my goodness, so dynamic, so much fun. Um, another guy the other day, I was listening to him, and uh, he's been in the business a long time. And I think I would have been foolish enough not to try to recruit him. Terrible stutter. Mm. But he just talks his way through it. He tells the, and he worked with us like we were a client mm -hmm. and, you know, talks to the, talks to everybody and he goes, just give me a moment. If I start to stutter, it just takes a moment. And pretty soon you don't even notice. Wow. Um, this company gives anyone who wants it an opportunity. That's incredible. Yeah. So, I know that not everything is always sunshine and applesauce. Nope. So I'm sure there's there's been some obstacles to overcome mm -hmm. in your Primerica journey uh, just to maybe help prepare other individuals for obstacles they may face as well. Mm -hmm. You care to share anything that, that you've had to overcome through this journey? I think the place that I have to overcome the most is the six inches between my two ears. 
very good. <laughs> uh, you know, I've done during my journey, I've done a lot of reading of different inspirational books. I love biographies mm -hmm. and I've always read biographies, but you know, biographies of business greats, biographies of people in my company and in other companies, I think that has been enormously helpful. Um, I, Every every day, I work to do some reading mm -hmm. um, to for my self promotion. One of my favorites to read, and I am not in Mary Kay, and never have been in Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. But that lady, oh my goodness! And I look at how she sh shaped um, the the industry that I'm in mm -hmm. and the opportunities that I've been given that were really shaped by someone like her. It's just incredible. It is. It is. Uh, she's hard work, and that's for sure. And she has definitely built a legacy for herself. Now, Linnell, I got to tell you, every time I see you, you have a smile on your face. <laughs> You're one of the loudest people in the room in a good way, right? You definitely got that, that spirit of uh, joy in your heart that you carry with you everywhere. How do you stay encouraged? How do you stay fired up, motivated? What lights your fire? Well, um, I guess my family is one of the things I do this for them. I look at this business as a possibility that my own boys, I talked about my former client, mm -hmm. my own boys would have, will have this opportunity to move into the business as well. And, and to, to dovetail off what we have built, my husband and I, um, I also look at, um, if I'm not out there talking to people and encouraging people and giving them a smile, you know, Life can be really hard mm -hmm. and it can be really hard right now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of doesn't matter where you are. Right. You know, we, we live in a society where there's so much negativity. There is so much, oh, well, you didn't do that right. And you didn't do that right. And I, I will tell you that toward the end of my teaching profession, um, all, that felt like all I heard mm. was this isn't right. You didn't do that right. This, this parent is upset. This kid is upset. And you're, my goal was never, never to upset someone. Mm -hmm. But you look at that and you go, I want to be the person that they look forward to seeing, even if they never do business with me. Mm -hmm. I want to be that voice of encouragement. I want to be the person that looks at them and says, you're amazing. Yeah. Like, how do you not see how special and amazing you are? That's so good. And, and you know, a lot of it, a lot of that comes from my life experience. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of that comes from, uh, you know, books I've read and, and all of that. But, you know, I just, I just want people to enjoy having seen me and interacting with me. I want to be positive and upbeat and give them a smile, whether they're working the sonic drive through or they're a CEO. Mm -hmm. um, we all need that. And, and I always try to make it genuine. It's never false. It's never, oh, that's just what she always says. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so important. And I, I try to look at an individual um, not through my own eyes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, looking ahead, what's the future look like for you, your husband, Reed, Primerica, your team, uh, well, if you were to peer into the future a year, three years, five years, what, what's the dream? So the goal right now, so we, my husband and I got this fantastic, uh, phone call a few months ago from our mentor in the business. 
And uh, Michael just called us and, you know, he said what he frequently says, but he's, you know, he's the one that kind of gets me up and fired up. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And he said many of the things he said to us before, you know, you two are such a dynamic couple. I can see how, you know, how well you're going to do in this business because Mm -hmm. your skill sets dovetail well together, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. But then he said something he had never said to us before, which is by the end of this year, I want to go to the company and support you and talk to them and encourage them to let you open your own office, Wow! which is, which is uh, the goal was the goal when we started. Now, beyond that, you know, building a team, a dynamic team that goes out and helps people every day, Mm -hmm. being able to help clients and being able to establish accounts for them so that they start to build their own wealth and they Mm -hmm. understand how and why they're doing this to encourage them to continue to give them the, the, the opportunities to be able to, to invest in a way that allows them a future that allows them to get out of debt that allows them if something were to happen to have proper life insurance in case somebody dies, Mm -hmm. you know, only 10% of our clients are going to ever use their life insurance, you know, but it's interesting. Wow. But 90% of our clients are going to retire. And so let's give them the retirement that they want, whether that's a complete step back from work, whether it's a, it's more of a a change to what they have been doing, Mm -hmm. um, or it gives them an opportunity to go and do something else, Hmm. you know, and that's so important. And I see that the ability to continue to build clients and to build team allows everybody the freedom of, of, financial security and financial independence. Yeah. Wow. Well, Linnell, this has been just an interview full of new information. I didn't know about things. I didn't know about you, things I didn't know about Primerica. Uh, thanks so much for coming and giving us your time this morning. Just one more question. Mm-hmm. If we have listeners out there that want to follow you or want to learn more about your business on your socials, website or whatever. Why don't you go ahead and give them those inf- that, those bits of information so that they can look you up? Okay. So um, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm under Linnell Bryson Davis. So it's L-Y-N-N-E-L, new name, B-R-Y-S-O-N hyphen D-A-V-I-S. Um, I'm also L Bryson Davis at primerica.com. You can always send me an email. And uh, I'm I'm in the process of building social media. It's not my area of expertise, but I'm learning, uh, although I'm finding it a very steep learning curve. It is to be. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, good thing about uh, knowing a lot of people in this area. Surely there's somebody that can help you step up with that and uh, help you out. Because if, if you could get your social media to be half as engaging as you are, then you're going to be knocking it out of the park. So, uh, Linnell, thanks so much for coming and talking to us about Primerica. I'm sure we'll hear more from you in the future. For now, this has been an episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. My name is Adam Robison, and I can't wait to visit with you again.